Welcome to Picks with the Professor College Basketball Edition, Wednesday, December 6th. Professor Jared, we've got the extended cut today. We will do NFL tomorrow. Yep. Um, I think there are only five Division I college basketball games on Thursday, so we will not be able to do an extended cut because no. we'll have a hard time finding three good games to talk about. If, if yes. Uh, so we'll do the NFL show there, but we got six games tonight and uh, we were kind of joking beforehand, the extended cut games. That's, that's where your people are, right? There. Yes. yes. Those are some under the radar games that have B grade totals on that mm-hmm. you are all about. So. Yeah. And, and saying that um, they're decent games is overselling it. Um I'm probably not going to be watching very little, if any, of of these games. Is what you, I would say. You say that, and 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 I'm with you. I say that too. But then I find myself watching the weirdest things the last yeah, ten minutes of games, and, and I'm like, what? I watched like almost the entirety of the Army game today. We had an A grade pick on Army, and mm-hmm. that was some terrible basketball. But you know, here yeah. we are. You know, sometimes you yeah. you know you just gotta. Look at yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, "What in Rome, right?" I um, mean, if if you think the Army Navy football game is going to be bad this year, just wait till the Army Navy basketball game. That's <laughs> going to be not not pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know recap slide for now. We're recording a little bit earlier today. Do not quite know exactly how things are playing out. Uh, but again, as always, with the season metrics in there, so when we miss a day on that, you're still seeing how we're doing on the entire season. So, uh, TBD on how Tuesday went. But again, if you're interested in that extended cut, getting all of the games uh, and all the A grade picks, all the B grade picks, all the C grade picks. And if you're just feeling frisky, the D grade picks uh, on every single game, team totals, um, thresholds needed for picks, uh, discord access, blah, blah, blah. I try to give people everything. Got the cheat sheet going for college basketball again uh, here today. So it is a long list of all sorts of team metrics. I mean, all sorts of stuff. If you want to be a better, better, uh, you can sign up for our dub club using uh, the QR code on the screen, or if you're with us on an audio only uh, platform, or if you're with us on YouTube, the link in the show description will get you there too, and automatically apply $5 off of your first month and lock in the 2023 pricing forever going forward. As I continue to add more models over time, uh, you're just going to continue to get more bang for your buck because your price is never going up. Uh, and so it's a fantastic value. Get in before the end of the year. And if you're going to get in before the end of the year, you might as well get in now. Uh, while college basketball, where A grade sides going on seven winning days in a row. I don't know yep. if it'll be eight. We'll find out. We, we, you yep. know, we're kind of teetering on the edge here. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, and NFL has been great all season. And, um, you know, I don't want to say that I have unreasonably high expectations for college football bowl season, but based on how we did with bowls last season and the heater that we finished this season on, um, I, I'm expecting good things uh, from I'm, bowls. I'm trying not to think about it, but again, as with college basketball, all of the models that I have are player-based models that kind of benefits us for bowl season Definitely. with the opt-out. So I posted okay. projections today with no opt-outs, just kind of giving everyone a heads up. Hey, here's what we think if these teams are at full strength injuries aside, the injuries are still there. Yep. And then as we learn the opt-outs, we'll be updating those projections, you know, 24 to 40 hours before every game as we figure out who's opting out. I think we're going to find a lot of value out there. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's an interesting one because you got to kind of keep your head on a swivel. I remember last year, the one that sticks out to me is that Oregon state 
Florida game where we knew Oregon State mm. was going to be liked writing them a lot last year. We've liked them this year, even though they, they were a little bit more disappointing this year. Uh, and as we just kind of kept finding out more and more, that number just kept going higher and higher and, you know, trying not to miss the boat. But I think in the end, it didn't matter because they won by like 30 or something. So yeah. you have those type of games and we'll try to keep an eye on the opt-outs and updating and everything. Yeah. So a lot and, of value and, there. And two years ago, it was Houston and Auburn where half of Auburn's team opted oh, yeah. out. And, yeah. and we took Houston on the money line in the, I don't know, Goodyear tire Birmingham bowl. I don't, I don't know, um, but we won. So th that's what I remember. I, I don't know why you went with Goodyear tire, but I'm sure they appreciate the shout out since yeah. they're sadly not uh, a, a paid yeah. sponsor on, on this show. But if you do happen yeah. to be a paid sponsor and are interested, please contact us. We would yes. love your product. Yeah. Um, <laughs> starting off here, ah, the Memphis and VCU. 7 p.m. Eastern. Cousin um, Jared, one of the better games of the night. We, uh, you know, we do have some A-grade picks in some of the better games uh, over on Dub Club. But this is one, while not an A-grade, you like the value on this over. You're our totals guru, so I'm not going to talk too much about this one. I'm going to let you take over. I'm just going to point out we're going over 141 and a half. It's a B-grade pick. And the model projects about 145. And it will be an interesting battle of paces here. Memphis wanting to play fast, VCU wanting mm. to play slow, less slow than Memphis wants to play fast, but a little mm. bit better than than average for sure. Uh, both these teams have better defenses than offenses, and that's probably why the market is under the average number of points in a college basketball game. Whereas Southern's kind of putting it right around the average, thinking. Yep pace of memphis should keep us a little bit higher because in jared I'll, I'll let you uh take us home as to why you think this over is a good pick basically anytime and this is my you know observations that i have made anytime that you can take and if sideline sees that a team has a pace it gives it a rating over 120 so memphis here with a 127 14th fastest uh pace in the country anytime that sideline tells you basically lean over or, or play and over it has a very good track record for all of the reasons that we've talked about uh, where these faster teams are, seem to be able um, to kind of pick up the pace of, of these slower teams. And so I think this is a, a thing where just the pace is going to carry it. You've got an above average offense in, in Memphis and about an average uh, offense in, in VCU. And I think that is going to be plenty to overcome the two above average defenses. I think this is almost exclusively going to be a, a pace based play i think this is one of those things you're going to know it in the first 10 or 15 minutes uh, of game action whether this is going to go over or not but i just think that memphis plays too fast and this number is just a little bit too low and that's what the model would keep the numbers a little bit too low uh that we should be able to get more into the mid 140s um the interesting thing about this pace cousin jers when i look at the rankings and get rankings and ratings similar but different right the yep. rankings of memphis being number 14 vcu at 302 feels like it's they're mirrored but number one there are 60 teams below memphis and only or below vcu should be and only 13 ahead of memphis but on top of that the faster uh the faster teams are faster at the top than the slower teams are slow at the bottom with only right. a couple of exceptions. And with the way Charlotte's been playing this year, the only exceptions like might be like UNT and Virginia might be the only one. I'm not even sure. And Ta Towson. I mean, Towson. You, you know, and, Saint. And, and maybe a team we're going to talk about in the extended cut. And maybe a team we're going to talk about <laughs> in the extended cut. I did notice that, but, but other of those like few, few extra teams uh, faster at the top from a ranking standpoint, 
tends to be more fast than the slow is slow. Uh, and, and, you know, there could be a lot of reasons why a team like Memphis is able to speed up teams. You know, for some teams, it's kind of leaky defense, allowing quicker shots earlier in the shot clock than they're used to, and they don't want to pass up and look. For some teams, it's just the ability to get a good look quicker in the shot clock. Whatever it is, those extra possessions add value to the over. So we're going to take the over there in Memphis and VCU B grade pick. Which takes us to the potentially, probably, best game of the day, Texas and Marquette. Um, A a little bit of a revenge game here uh, Mm -hmm. for the coach at Marquette, who was once the coach at Texas. Um, I, I believe they've played. Since Shaka left uh, mm-hmm. Texas uh, uh, previously, so it wouldn't be the first one. But, uh, you know, Texas, a top 25 team. Sideline has them at 23. I think the polls have them a little bit higher. Uh, my father is a Texas alum. I've seen a lot more Texas basketball than I care to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Half the time living with him as we're still trying to, you know, we're still moving all around the country, it seems like. Um, and, and he will tell you this Texas team has some flaws. And the model is kind of picking up on that, saying they're good, not great. Um, this Marquette team, while having two losses, is very battle tested. Sideline has them at number nine, thinks they are an insanely good team. Uh, Marquette's favored, they should be favored. It's hard to find an edge on the side, but the total, the market has it at 146 and a half. We've got it at 151.4, and all of these units are good, but the mm. efficiency of Marquette is just another level, and that's mm. the driving force as to why we should have a higher scoring game, according to the model. And again, all the normal caveats aside, you never know what's going to happen. Who's going to get hot. Who's going to get cold. Some games are just, they are what they are. And there's nothing you can do handicapping wise. But if this game plays out in a reasonable fashion, you have the added benefit of if Marquette's up, you know, five points late, nine points late, you might get late fouls, getting six extra points at the end. So you kind of have an extra little kicker of a way mm-hmm. you could get over if Marquette on offense doesn't just decide they're going to go out and score 90 points anyway, which seems like something they could do if they wanted to uh, mm-hmm. with how good they are on offense. Cause Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I, we don't, we haven't talked about it uh, too much here on the college basketball show, but uh, about outliers. And I'm not saying that sideline has a difficult time with outliers, but what I am saying is if it does uh, Marquette is approaching that area on, mm-hmm. on offense with, how good they are. And so, you know, a lot of times I like to come on here and, and talk about pace in regards to totals, but this one is just, man, this Marquette offense is, Mm -hmm. is so good. And Texas is not a, a slower pace team. So, uh, you know, Marquette lost to Wisconsin this past weekend. Uh, Wisconsin plays a a little bit slower paced, plays a little bit different game than what Texas does. Um, You see the offensive efficiency there for Texas as well. They're, they're, almost as good as Marquette is. And, and so, you know, that Marquette Wisconsin game is a little bit lower scoring. I think Texas plays just enough of a different type of game. Um, that's going to allow this to, to be more high scoring and then Marquette being at home. Um, Got to like that. They've played well at home offensively this season. So all of those things together is, is why I like the over in the spot. All righty. It should be a good one to watch. And again, hopefully if nothing else, the light fouls can get us there or maybe overtime, which, uh, can always be a kicker to the over, but a number that's set a little bit too low just based off how efficient Marquette's offense is. And then a light one here, 10 p.m. Eastern, SMU and Arizona State. Uh, cousin Jared, you can still pick a side. It is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was starting to worry yeah. that it was going to yeah. be all totals here forever and ever uh, mm-hmm. until the end of time. But here we are with 
two teams that are pretty solid defensively if their offenses couldn't match their defenses these are these are bubble worthy teams that should be talked about for at large bids as it is they're going to, need to do some massive improving to get there according to the model mainly on the offensive end uh I'm, I, that probably explains why the model thinks this will be a tight contest because the defenses uh, are going to going to rule the day, keep it low scoring. But SMU's offense being that much better than Arizona State's is probably the key reason why we're thinking anything can happen in this game. So this sets up very similar to the Illinois game that we talked about yesterday where we're going to grab the the field goal and the hook on that as a B grade. If you want to take the money line, that makes a lot of sense. I talked about it with Jake yesterday on the show because Jeremy and I have talked about it a lot about where should that cut point be. We were trying to follow the data and find where the model's doing well. Not overreact, but just look at the last, you know, last year's data, this year's data, and just try to find where the best, you know, where should be taking points, where's their value in general, uh, I think earlier in the season, and I think it's kind of shown with how things have gone as of late, we were a little too aggressive with money lines on dogs. Maybe we're, maybe we swung a little bit too far the other way. Maybe this should be a money line pick. Maybe we should take it at 45%. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to see the exact line there. A lot of us do with the number that's available to you hmm. as well uh, as you're shopping around personal preference uh, on some of these like kind of tweener cases. So my first question to you, because Jared, plus three and a half. Are you taking the points? You taking the money line? You splitting? How are you treating this game? I am probably taking the points in this one. Uh, I just, I just like when you talk about two teams that play such solid defense. I think I just want the three and a half points in my back pocket if I can, if I can have it. If you start talking about getting into the totals like upper one forties, one fifties, if you get to one sixty, give me the money line then because who knows how important the points are going to be um, and vice versa. If you're, you know, backing any team of the teams that we just talked about or fading in the teams, we just talked about those super slow uh, paces, uh, you know, pocket the points there when you can, but to your point about just being two good defenses in this one, I think I want to take the three and a half points uh, to me. This is defenses pretty even matchup offensively. I think by power five standards, uh, fairly significant edge for SMU in this one, neither offense, anything to write home about, but definitely an edge towards SMU. And I know this one is on the road, uh, but I think that like, I thought this would be more like a pick them instead of getting three and a half points. So um, give me the three, three and a half points with the team that I score. Uh, I trust to score more points down the stretch than, than what I do with Arizona state and Arizona state, you know, they've been playing a little bit better as of recent, but they got housed by BYU, that close game to UMass Lowell, only a nine point or 11 point win, excuse me, against Texas Southern earlier this season. Uh, Texas Southern, not great. Uh, made the tournament last year, I believe, winning their conference tournament, but they had a way below 500 record. So um, anyway, I, I just, you know, SMU hasn't been wonderful either, uh, but they've got losses to like Wisconsin, Texas A&M, uh, some, some teams that are a little bit higher uh, rated than what Arizona State is. So give me the three and a half points with, with SMU. We faded Arizona State a lot recently, uh, or a lot this season, I should say. It's, it's been a short season. Uh, the most recent time we did it with San Francisco, that did not work out. Uh, a game that seemed a little fluky from what I could tell. I don't really think that was one of those average games. That's where we talk about, too. We have to make sure we don't overreact to one game, whether you win or lose, right? Because you don't want to... You don't want to handicap a game, think it should go one way, and then it win. And, you know, you won just because a team got hot or not from three. 
right? Mm -hmm. Which is going to be such a big driver or it was just a fluky type outcome. You want to look at it, make sure it, it did play out like you think, uh, but vice versa with the losses, right? And I think that was just kind of one of those, we always talk about there's going to be some games uh, that just go your way or don't go your way. There's, you know, for, for every, you know, 30 game season, there's five where a team overperforms and underperforms each way. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, fading Arizona State's been a pretty profitable venture this year for us. Um, you know, I, I think the odds makers and even the model, because the model is still downgrading their offense, it seems like by the game, having a hard time just kind of realizing how much worse this team is uh, right. than it was last year. Last year, it was a solid team. Uh, and this year, the defense is still there, but the offense is just getting nothing going, which is part of the reason yeah. why they got housed by BYU. And BYU is a really yeah. good team and could score yeah. a bunch of points. And Arizona State wasn't hanging in yeah. them with a yeah. team like that at all. Obviously, SMU is a lot weaker, but uh, like you said, they're definitely battle-tested, and this will feel like yeah. a pretty easy game relative to some of the games that SMU's played. So kind yeah. of a coin toss game. We're going to pocket the three-and-a-half officially, but if you want to look at the money line, that doesn't uh, seem like a crazy idea. Nope. As well. Here's our recap of our three picks that we have given out on this here show. We're going to take a 60 second interlude. Come back and talk about those other three remaining games. And again, remember, if you are interested in joining us over on Dub Club, that QR code there is on the screen for you. Again, sign up link in the show description, $5 off your first month and lock in 2023 pricing forever. Cousin Jared, uh, parting words before we get a quick breather. Come back tomorrow and see me talk NFL for maybe the only time ever. I am going to take the over on that, that it will happen again, mm. but it, it mm. might be the only time. It's going to uh, be the first time. Now. It's going to be the first time ever. I, I I was talking with Jake about the show. I don't know if it was on show or on the extended cut or not. I'm really excited to hear you talk about the NFL because, you know, you, yeah. you're our model whisperer. Uh, yeah. I think you're a little bit more handicapped here because you don't have quite the amount of data that you usually have. That's part of why you do all the models because yeah. you get to see a lot of, you yeah. get to see it performing a lot of things and pick up where it's doing well. And we always talk yeah. about every model's wrong. There's a yep. margin of error on every game and every team. And mm -hmm. now we start speculating where that, where that error is, right? We think it's yep. off because we know it exists. We know it's off and, and we think it's off here. We think it's off there. Right. And yep. you get a lot of data with all the other sports. So this one's going to be a little bit harder of a task for definitely. you to, to pick through with, with less data, but definitely. so far the models did us really well with the NFL. So if you're not already over there watching with us, you should be. Can, I, I was going to say, can, can, can I, can I find, can I find an issue with the NFL model? I mean, you would, yeah. I would really yeah. have to dig deep to, to find an issue. I think. I, there are people who who have uh, at this point, but they are digging very deep at, the, yeah. at this point, I, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hopefully, again, we see you on the other side of the music with us on Dub Club on the extended cuts. If not, we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.